everyone, and welcome to World Travel Escapes podcast, where we share our travel experiences on places we have visited worldwide. We're your hosts, Beth and Chris Doyle, and today we're talking about Salem, Massachusetts, the home of the Salem Witch Trials. I really enjoyed going there. When I visited with Chris and I, went. we really enjoyed all the different things we saw and did. So I want to see, what, what Chris, what do you think? What is your overall feel and why should we go visit there again? Yeah, we were super excited to go to Salem um, and see all the history and everything there. Um, I think we were actually uh, staying in Boston and we decided to take a little like day trip over there, day and a half trip because we stayed overnight there. Uh, it's about 45 minutes north of Boston. We took a ferry ride over there from the Boston Harbor. And I know that ferry goes from like May to October. So I think we were there like in the summertime. Yeah. They're best known. Salem is best known for the witch trials of, of 1692, uh, where mass hysteria led more than 200 people to being accused of practicing witchcraft. And ultimately 20 innocent people were executed. So um, there's lots of great history here. There's museums to visit. Uh, I would bring good walking shoes because this town is actually small enough that you can walk around and see everything. Because we, we primarily walked around and we could see everything we wanted to go to. Uh, one thing I can recommend, though, if there's anything really specific that you want to plan on seeing when you're there, uh, like a museum or something like that, I would maybe look into booking it in advance. Uh, Beth and I were really lucky when we got there because uh, we were able to get into most anything we wanted to. We had to wait maybe a little bit longer to get into a couple things, but that's fine. We still got to see everything we wanted to, and we really didn't need to make advanced reservations for anything. I do. Yeah, I do remember that. So that was that was a good thing. Um, so what are the must-sees for this town? Okay, so there is quite a few things to see. The good thing about it, when you go to most of them, you can do most of them within like under an hour. So we were able to see a lot of things. I'm going to try to hit on the things that we saw that were definitely worth going to. One of the first things on the list is the witch house. Um, it was the home of Judge Jonathan Corwin. And he's who served on the court that sent 19 people to the gallows. So when you go visit this place, you can learn also what life was like for the Salem residents in 1692. The second place uh, I want to mention is probably my favorite place that we went to. It's called the Salem Witch Museum. This museum, it's really the best museum to go to to understand and experience what the witch trials were like. Uh, they use actual trial documents. There's life-size stage sets and figures with narration. Um, basically, you sit down in the middle of a room and then you look up and around the entire room there was different stage sets. And like they'd light up a set and talk about what was going on. Then it'd move to the next set. And that one, the first one would go dark and the second one would light up. And then you have a narrator that was explaining what was going on so that you understand what actually went on back at that time when people were being accused of being a witch. So to me, this gave the best explanation. What do you think? Don't you think that place was the best place that explained it? Yeah, I do think that was the best place. It was it was a way you can really understand it and visually see what happened and what was going on. And then I think afterwards, when you left the area, you went into like another, like a museum area and you could kind of wander around yourself. And I think there were guides in there that uh, could explain, you know, different if you have a question about something or something like that. So the next thing we, we did visit was called the Witch Dungeon Museum. And that's where they do reenactments of the 1692 witch trials. So that was, you basically go in and you sit in a courtroom and then 
they have actors and actresses on stage in front of you and they do like the reenactment of what it was like to be in the witch trials last maybe like 20 minutes, but they kind of take you through what it would have been like if you were actually sitting in the courtroom when these witches were on trial. And I think remind me again. Um, I think that this is the place where we went downstairs Didn't we go down into a dungeon area and there was those little, uh, like you, it's almost like the witches were down there in dungeons type thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that's where it was, was at this place. I would say if you didn't have a lot of time, you could probably skip this one as long as you're going to go to the Salem Witch Museum. And that would really explain it. The next thing that we were super excited that we didn't know was there till we got there was the Bewitched statue. Now Bewitched was a TV show that we used to watch. It's based off like in the sixties and the seventies. And it's a, a TV show that was on and it started Elizabeth Montgomery and she played a witch named Samantha Stevens. And I actually, we found, out when we were there that during the sixth season several episodes were actually filmed in Salem but you can go get a picture it has Samantha kind of on her little moon with her broom and you can go get a picture with it there and that was it was sort of a fun little monument we didn't know it was going to be there yeah that was fun yeah and we kind of like did we kind of happen upon it we did we happened upon it we're like what's this why is this here (laughs) yeah yeah I would have been bummed if I'd have found out it was there and we didn't see it. So Exactly. I know. But, you know, this town is so small, you kind of can't really miss too much. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So another place that we went to that Beth and I really enjoyed, and I think we went back there a couple times, was called the Witch Trials Memorial. And the memorial features 20 benches, and they're inscribed with the names of the accused witches the date of their execution, and the method of execution. It's basically, it's located kind of right outside of the cemetery that's in Salem. And they have a bench for each one of them. And and it inscribes all that. So you can kind of just, you look at it and you're just sort of like, wow, they were stoned or they were, you know, whatever it was, they were hung. Imagine what it's like to be there. And people leave flowers and they leave like gifts on certain certain ones. Uh, I know a friend of mine went there and realized she was actually a distant, distant relative of one of the um, witches that were hung. So you never know what you're going to find out when you're there. The next thing that we weren't going to go to, but we decided to go to, and I'm really glad we did, was called the House of Seven Gables, also known as the Turner Ingersoll Mansion. Built in 1668, this is New England's oldest wooden mansion. It is the setting for Hawthorne's 1851 novel by the same name. Uh, we weren't going to go to this, and the last minute we kind of said, let's just go check it out because, you know, everybody was talking about it. And it was really interesting. It was like this home that this person lived in, and it seemed like every was every decade, was it, that they added on to it? And then they added on to it. Like, the whole house just has a whole bunch of add-on yeah. portions of the building. Yeah, it did. I remember that. It, and it's located like right on the water. And the one thing I do remember in that house is they let us go upstairs and it was like a secret passageway behind a um, like a fireplace or something. And we had to go up this rounded, really small rounded staircase. And I just remember this really tall man was in our, I mean, we're pretty tall. This guy was even taller and it was claustrophobic heaven. Like I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get up there, let alone how this man is. But it kind of took you up to like where their attic was. So it was like a secret passageway type thing. Yeah, it was a very interesting house. I think that was a, a fun find that we ended up doing. Yeah. And I think he was involved with, you know, 
um, maritime in, you know, back in the day when they did shipping and stuff like that. So uh, one of the other places that we went to, but we didn't actually go inside to visit, was called the Peabody Essex Museum. It's one of the oldest museums in the country and houses a fascinating collection of both modern and historic art and culture from around the world. Now, this place, we got there, and they have different exhibits at different times as well. But this seemed like a very popular place. We decided not to do it just based off the time that we had and stuff we wanted to see. But if you're going to go there and you want to visit this Peabody Essex Museum, I would definitely make reservations so you'd be sure to get a ticket to go in because they do have tickets and they have like a show in there and stuff like that like a movie video or whatever so if that's something you're interested in definitely make a reservation ahead of time the other thing the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall this is kind of like the center of town it's like a really short street there's no traffic so it's cobblestone in brick line streets down the center of Salem. It's closed off to all traffic. So we can you can walk and shop and eat and drink and everything like that. There's, you know, so many there's if they have a show, let's say they have like a festival going on there, they'll probably have tents down the street. It's just kind of like a place to go walk around and shop and stuff like that. Lots of little boutique places, lots of cute little restaurants. Stuff like that. So when we first came over to Salem from Boston, we actually uh, took, when we took the ferry, we got off at the ferry and there were vehicles that were waiting there, like Ubers, to take you to the downtown area. So we just dumped in one of those vehicles and they took us down to this. They actually let us off here at this pedestrian mall. And uh, we still had our bags, I think, for the hotel. We just had a small bag. And right there is where you pick up this Salem trolley. And so we just decided, let's take the trolley around town. We knew it was going to stop at the hotel that we were staying at. So we figure we'll just get off at that stop and go get our hotel rooms and then get back on the trolley when we were done. Well, the Salem trolley was only about an hour long. That's also, this place is really small. So it's about an hour long. It's a hop on, hop off. Uh, it, it covers about eight miles of the city's most significant attractions. So it was a good overview. So we did that first. So we got the overview of the town. We also got a ride over to our hotel, dropped our luggage off, got back on it, finished it off. Ended up back at the pedestrian mall. The, that which led us to the next thing that we decided that we wanted to do was um, a ghost tour. So we actually did a couple ghost tours there. They have uh, the places are, you know, up along with the pedestrian, there's a couple streets offshoot from that. They have like stores there that you can find um, the ghost tour places. Uh, you can research it before you go. And lots of good stuff to see. I, I kind of feel like most of the ghost tour places go to the same places. Uh, the only unfortunate part about the one we went on was I think that they changed the time of it. It must have been somewhere along daylight saving time or something was weird. But we instead of going at dusk, they did it an hour before dusk. So we didn't get that whole dark experience till the very, very end of the tour where we ended up. So that was just one minor little detail that um, we were a little disappointed about. But um, other than that, it was the ghost tour was great because they, they do a lot more history, not necessarily looking for ghosts, but you're looking at the old history and, you know, maybe different hauntings because of the history type thing. But we're not really ghost searching when we went on the ghost tour. And a couple of the things that I want to mention, the big thing in Salem is at Halloween time. Like Halloween is like a big deal for them there. Like they do this huge Halloween ball where they all dress up and 
that's packed. Like you probably can't even, I think people, I think they said that they book up like an, a year in advance that their hotels there. Like Salem is, if you want to go and enjoy Salem, Halloween time is probably not the time to go because there's just so many people there. It's packed, but definitely something to think about if you're um, interested in that stuff, maybe going and checking it out at Halloween time. Also, uh, Beth and I got readings when we were there. So there's some places along the pedestrian mall that are uh, little shops that have people that do readings on you. So you could get reading when you're there. You know, we were in Salem. We kind of we kind of felt like we had to since we like that stuff. I do remember when we did get the reading, uh, the reading actually came true. Right, right. So the people weren't hoaxes. They actually they knew what they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually very, you know, unexpected. And I don't think it was super expensive either. Like you'd think going there that it would be expensive because it's, you know, Salem, but I don't remember it being expensive for the readings, do you? No, no, I don't either. No. So uh, that's one another option. And then the third option is always when we go anywhere. Um, I mentioned the ghost tours, uh, ghost hunting. If you research in advance, uh, you can see that there's different places there that, because there's so much history, like Salem's entire city is just all historical. And it's had so much, you know, traumatic events happen there that a lot of their buildings that are restaurants now used to be something else. So you could, if you research, I'll mention a couple of things I'll touch on when we talk about restaurants. But um, if you research ahead of time, you can find where those places are. And this town, they really are pretty friendly here. So if you were to walk into a place and you want to say, hey, can I go over and see where this was? They'll say, yeah, sure, it's fine. Like, they're not put out by it. They're used to people doing it because that's probably what people do when they go there. Uh, ghost hunting, that's, that's number one, checking out the... Cemetery at night, getting some pictures, you know. Yeah. So, so anything you think, anything that I leave anything out? No, you probably hit on most of it. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> that should show you how much there is to do there and how interesting the, it is. So, um, where are some places that we can stay when we're there? So, when we went there, um, there's a couple different locations I think that would be good. We stayed at uh, a hotel called the Salem Waterfront Hotel and Suites, which is right on the water, still in the historic district, but right on the water. That was a nice hotel. It was a small hotel, but it was it was centrally somewhat centrally located enough where we could walk up the street and get to where we wanted to go yeah uh, there also is another one called the um, Hawthorne Hotel, which is built in 1925. It's one of those, it's like an elegant full-service hotel, and that one is right in the heart of Salem. So that one's going to be located right in the downtown historic district. And that one definitely, you, that's a definitely hit that spot for a hauntings because I know that place has them for sure. And we took it, we, we stopped in there just to check it out. It's nice. It's like antique-ish looking, you know upscale but that was a nice place and there was another i wanted to throw a bed and breakfast in here called the um, northeast street house bed and breakfast built in 1809 and that again is also located in the historic district so um these three places were top of the tier for us to that we researched where possibly we're going to stay at but you know do your research and depending on your budget I would just, just recommend that you stay somewhere that's located in the historic district. It's not that far. They have quite a few hotels in that area. So any place that's within that historic district, I'd say um, to try going there if you can. Yeah, I agree. So where are some good places to eat and drink? Okay, so... The eating and the drinking. So one of the challenges, and when did we go there? Like three years ago, the last time it was it three years ago? It was in 2016. Well, okay, 16, so four years ago. Okay, so one of the things that we, we noticed there was that the restaurants, and they seem to close early. 
I don't know why, because I feel like we were challenged to try to find a place to go eat and drink at when it was like after we were done doing all our tours and stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. I remember that. Yeah. So there was a couple. There was, let's see. I'm going to give you about three places that are the top places that we visited that we enjoyed. One of them is called the Ledger, and the thing with the Ledger is, um, you can get a get you can get a drink there. I think you can eat there too. There definitely has a bar there because I remember when we walked in there. We got a drink there, and you can explore it because it is it used. It was built in 1818, and it was once the second oldest savings bank in the country. And so what they did, they actually have the original safety deposit boxes and the former teller window that are used in there like a semi as partition. Um, the bank vault has been transferred at, into a walk-in refrigerator. So when we went in there, Beth and I knew this, and we asked them if we could go see those areas, and they more than happily let us to show them, show us them. they like, oh, yes, come over here. We'll show you. So we did get to see those um, different things that, that was super cool. And just a side note that it's located literally across the street from the Bewitched statue. So when you're done seeing the Bewitched statue, just stroll on over to this place called the ledger and have a drink and check out the, the history in this building. Uh, another one that we went to the howling wolf, um, taqueria. It was Mexican with great margaritas. I think we had lunch there. That was really, really good. Big portions, but there, there's lots of restaurants throughout town. I, there was a restaurant that we kind of, it's, it's one of those things where you happen upon a restaurant and you check out the menu and you go in and there was a couple, one of them that we actually ended up going to, I feel like had the best mussels that I've ever had, like in wine sauce that I've ever had. It was so good. So I guess just walk around and, you know, you'll come across things in the, in the historic area and check out their menus and you're, you're going to find a place. Down by the waterfront, there's a ton of restaurants down there too. Lots of seafood restaurants, stuff like that. I feel like we had some really good lobster rolls there. Yeah, I don't even. Do you remember where we had them? I just don't remember the name of the place. I'm so, not. Sh- yeah, I'm not yeah. sure where we had them, but it was. I just remember seeing them on all almost all the menus, and what we did try was excellent. So, because of course it's that close to Boston, so right, <laughs> right. Mean. So it was it was actually you know a great experience with that. Yeah. So I mean, since since it does close down kind of early in Salem, if there's a restaurant you want to go to, make a reservation. That way you'll know the time they're open till, and you can make sure that you have a reservation there. And I'm sure the reservations do fill up quickly just because they're not open. At least they weren't when we were there. Things may have changed. Um, but even though we didn't make a reservation, Beth and I always were able to find a place to eat. It wasn't a problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, we lunches were great, dinners were great. Yep. Yeah, and I think we had breakfast at the hotel. They had a restaurant, a nice restaurant at the hotel that we ate at. So that was quick and easy. All right. Well, um, what, any last thoughts, Chris, on, on Salem that you want to share? Yeah, so just a reminder what a great historic town this is with friendly people. There's just so many opportunities to learn about history. Um, as well as uh, do some ghost hunting if you have time and you're interested in that. But it's just so filled with history. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of everything Salem has to offer. The locals are more than happy to talk about their experiences. So, you know, if you get talking about them, ask them what you want to know. You know, they'll be more than happy to share it with you. And just a reminder, you know, we... We went over on a morning, so we had like a day and a half to see Salem, which I feel like was plenty of time. So you can definitely do it in a day, day and a half at the most. We just spent one night over there and definitely worth it. I would definitely do it. I can't wait to go back there again, maybe bring my husband or something. Yeah, I agree. I think that was a great place to just go visit and see the history since we've heard so much about the history. Yes, definitely. Okay, well, thank you all for joining us and I hope you have a great day.
Thank you again for joining us. Please subscribe and support our podcast and feel free to leave a review. Also, let us know if there's a specific destination you would like us to talk about. You can find us on our websites at relaxandenjoyvacations.com and meetingplanningforyou.com. We'll see you next week where we will continue to share our world travel escapes.